What's poppin', y'all? You're listening to the Babbling with Jazz podcast, where I, your host, Jasmine Charlie, hold nothing back while living and speaking my truth. I'm on a mission to inspiring those who need it and also having the important conversations on topics that people tend to overlook or avoid. So join me as I babble about this beautiful gift that we call life. Hey, welcome back to the Babbling with Jazz podcast with your girl, Jasmine Charlie. How are you all doing today? Let's just take, before we even begin the show, let's just take a brief moment to just pause wherever we're at and uh, focus on the now. Focus on where you are right now. You shouldn't, your mind shouldn't be in the present. Oh my gosh, no. (laughs) Your mind shouldn't be in the past and your mind shouldn't be in the future it should just be in the now practice operating in the now living in the now living in the present moment stop being in your head thinking what if what if or i don't know or you just anxiety or anything like that focus on being in the now you know when you are in the now there's no stress because you're right here you see everything that's in front of you you aren't worrying about the past and what you've done because the past is now over you're in the now when you're in the now there is no past so who you were last week last month this last very hour that's the past you know this last very second that's the past you're in the now so um i just want you guys to remember that and when you live your life operating in the now in the present moment man life will just blow your mind i need to think of a different slogan i think y'all don't y'all think i should like i say life will blow your mind a lot like (laughs) <laughs> that's probably my slogan. Life will blow your mind. But y'all, it's it's serious. It's really true. And we need to remember that. I know this is uh, the episode where I answer questions. I'm gonna get to that in a second. But I know that, well, we need to remember that God blesses us in the now. God doesn't bless you in the past and he doesn't bless you in the future. He blesses you in the present moment. So do you think it's really a coincidence in how when you have anxiety, when you um, are depressed and you're like, or you're thinking of the past or thinking about what's next to come and you're worrying and all that, that takes away from the now. Is that a surprise? No, because the enemy wants you not to be in the now so he can steal your blessings. You so busy over there worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow and what's going to happen next when God has a blessing right in front of you, literally right in front of you. And we're so caught up in things that God is supposed to be taking care of that when, you know, we're, we're so caught up in focusing on what he's already going to handle and we, we try to put things into our own hands and stress ourselves out. We can't even be accepting into the blessings that he's trying to pour on to us. So that's why I want to say operate in the now because, you know, I, I feel like there's someone out there who is just is just too caught up in their head, too caught up in their head. I tell y'all all the time, I used to be a catastrophic overthinker. And I thank God, God really like healed that part of me this year because it was it was horrible. So when I tell y'all, I know how I know how it is. I know how it is. So for me to be operating in the now and for me to be literally telling you when you're operating in the now it's no catastrophic overthinking. You're not worrying, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, the wor-. you're not going to automatically think of the worst case scenario when something is going on. 
I wasn't operating in the now. I was always operating in the future or the what ifs, you know, and it's not our job to put all that together. Life is life is literally so much fun living when you are just operating in the now. You're not worrying about what's going to happen. Eventually, you're going to find out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why do you keep saying what if, what if, what, what, what if, what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes? What's going to happen here? You don't know. It's it's all a mystery. You know what I'm saying? And God will blow your mind in so many ways. And God wants some of you to let go of the past. It's holding you back. And um, the past can have any effect over you. The enemy will use any and everything to keep you out of the present moment. He will do it. Trust and believe he will do it. Because, oh, this person I am in the now, okay, God's blessing them in the present moment. Okay, if, if I can do anything to get them out this present moment, I'm going to fill them up with some anger about their past. I'm, I'm not going to, some unforgiveness, some uh, uh, jealousy, some, you know, anxiety about what's next to come in their future, about their job, about their financial situation. Oh, yeah, if I can get them to focus on all those things, I could just steal all their blessings that are right in front of them in the present moment. Mm. So, um, I just want to say that, y'all. It'll change your life. Um, today, I'm answering a few questions. Let me uh, see what we got over her. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I play a lot, guys. Like, I really be playing a lot. I want y'all to know that. I just, I'm a jokester. Okay, for real, for real. Um, not a, okay, this is the first one. Um, not a question pertaining to myself, but how do you think your life has changed ever since you got close to God? Ooh, um, how has my life changed ever since I got close to God? First and foremost, um, I don't want to say I got close to God because the thing is, God is close. God is here. He's near us. He's omnipresent. He's with you every single where you go. Literally where you are right. God is with you. God is with you. And I feel like the sooner you accept that and say it, no matter, even if you don't believe it, if you keep repeating it to yourself, if you write it on a sticky note and stick it in your room, get that in your subconscious, get your mind to really believe it. And eventually it's gonna, you're gonna believe it. And it's, it's the truth. But you know, that for the people who, you know, who are struggling with that, who may not feel his presence necessarily where they're at and they feel like, oh, God isn't here, you know, I feel so far away from him. You're never far away from God. No matter how much sin you've committed, no matter how much bad you've done, no matter what it is, whatever you've done, he loves you and he's not running. He, you're stuck with him for life. And it's like, unless you want to accept him into your life, you know, or not, he's still going to be there on the standby. He's always there. He's, you know, he loves you so much. So I don't think I got close to him. I think I basically had this realization that God is here and God is speaking to me and God loves me unconditionally. He loves me and my imperfections. I don't need to be perfect to win his love. I can be perfectly imperfect and still receive the amount of magnificent love that he has for me and the blessings that he has in store for me. So, um, when I said, how did my life has changed tremendously? I just was telling y'all, I used to be a catastrophic overthinker. I struggled with depression. I struggled with anxiety. I struggled with a lot of stuff, self-esteem and all that, you know? So, you know, now looking back at where, looking at where I am today and looking back where I used to be, it's literally, I can only give God the credit and the glory for that point blank period. He gave me the strength to overcome these things. He gave me the tools. And the thing is, it's already inside of you. So if you're listening to this and you're struggling with any of that, 
Know that you are powerful enough to overcome it. And I, it's, I know it, sound, it may sound cliche. It may sound cliche, but A, God is a practical God. It's not, he's not this complex being that we try to make it, make it seem. And it's like, if, if when you say, if you don't believe that you're powerful enough to overcome your cir- circumstances, then how can you overcome them if you don't even believe that you're power enough? So it really, life truly starts with believing with having faith. And my life has changed tremendously. I've, I've literally transformed into this outgoing, outspoken person. I used to always be like this, but I feel like on the, it wasn't this much. I feel like once I started really developing this relationship with God, this friendship, this amazing marriage, I'm married to God. (laughs) But when I really, um, really, um, when I really strengthened my relationship with him, um, I just felt better about myself in the, in the sense that I I used to I didn't always care like oh I wonder what this person thinks about me but I feel like I truly became carefree when I strengthened my relationship with God because I know how God views me and I know what God's you, y'all know something you know that God doesn't see you for your sins and your mistakes and that's another thing I love about him too thank you God for loving me God sees you in the image in which he created you to be, a.k.a. the plan. Okay, the person, you know how I always say God has a plan for us. He already created the plan to our best lives, yada, 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 the whole shebang, bang. (laughs) So yes, God has done just that. So that's the way God views you. God views you as in the image that he created you to be since the beginning of time, since the beginning of time. He don't see he doesn't see you for your sins, for your mistakes and your shortcomings. He literally views you in the image in which he's created for you. So I don't want anyone to ever feel like God is mad at them, God is angry at them. God looks at you in in your in the image that he created you to be. He created us in his image. And yeah, we yeah, we got some work to do, but God literally looks at us as the completed masterpiece that he has already ordained since the beginning of time. And so when I strengthened my relationship with God, he was showing me these things about myself that I didn't even know. And I know there's still some stuff I'm going to learn throughout my life journey. But I was like, I'm a, I'm a great person. And, you know, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, you know, and, you know, I'm OK with that. And I I I really fell in love with myself. That's where true self-love began. And I always said I wanted to embark on a self-love journey and you know, like I, like I said, somehow God just came up in the mix even more and more coincidentally, even though I say I don't believe in coincidences, but you know, somehow God just came in the mix more and more until he just became a part of my every single day life. And through, I started using the Bible app every day. Um, one verse a day, I already said that, but when I realized that it was because God had to show me how he viewed me. God had to show me love and what his love truly is for me to truly love myself, you know? And um, he really helped me with that, man. I'm this person that I used to always think of the negative, the worst thing that could possibly happen, (laughs) man. And now I literally, the first thing I think of is positive things. I I think of the positive the, the the best thing that can possibly happen, you know, you just you, the amount of, you you are putting the same amount of energy into thinking the worst thing, worst case scenario. It's the same amount of energy that you can easily put into thinking the positive, the positive outcome of a, of a particular scenario. 
it's the same amount of energy and it's 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 really about how you use it how you it's really about how you use it and i i changed my my thoughts started to change my mind started to get more clear and clear i had clarity i just i just felt a release i felt like i was really held down and stripped down um by the enemy and the thing is you know I don't even want to say held down because I feel like me and my 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 homie was just talking about this. I feel like we um we give a lot of our power to the enemy. He really has no power, but we give him the power to control our emotions as to if we let we let certain things bring us down, you know. We let we fall into his traps and, you know, get in these state of moods, um, these moods like angers. Uh, and we, we live in those moments and we live in our past and we give him a lot of power to operate. You know, if we when we say no, no enemy, get back, stay away from me. He's going to get back. We have authority here on this earth. So it's like, you know, when he you know, but when we don't do that, when we give into the anxiety, what if this da da da? Okay, boom, you just open the door for him. Now he can operate in your life and you're giving him all this power to maneuver, you know? And um, my life has changed in a very, 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 very positive way. I never expected God to be like this. I think media, growing up, and like, you know, how the world, some sometimes this world um, portrays it, it kind of like makes you like, okay, God, whatever. Yeah, 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 you know, holy, holy, art thou. <laughs> he's not that, yo. I mean, I'm not saying he's not that. Oh my gosh, because I don't want anybody to take anything out of context. I'm saying he, we try to put God in this box and what we see from the media, it, it kind of, it steers, it, you know, it takes away from who... Mm, how can I explain this? He is more than that. And I feel like, okay, sometimes we may think, oh, he's just, you know, this, we have to bow down, submit to him, da, da, da. And he's your best friend. He's literally your confider. The way I'm talking to y'all right now, speaking on this podcast is the same way I talk to God about any and everything. I don't sugarcoat nothing. So, you know, when we, we don't really see that portrayed as much until now. And I'm thankful for this generation. I know our this generation, the millennial generation, is going to do so many big, amazing things. I'm claiming it right now. But I had to snap out of that religion. Religion and the rules and doing this and this. And I, I literally had to focus on my relationship with God first. I want, I want to build an intimate relationship with you. Why do I have to, why are there rules into how I do this and how I do this? And, you know, Jesus broke away from religion. You know, he start, he was, he was born a Jew. He left the Jews, you know, and he, he did, he left the Jews. He left the Jewish, <laughs> he left the Jewish um, religion showing that religion, we can't confide ourselves and put ourselves in this box of religion. Religion divides us. Religion it really does divide us and we are all one body. We are all human beings. We all come in different shapes, different sizes, different colors, but we are all one. So if we are all one, same body organs, same eyesight, same, well, not eyesight, but you know, same body organs, you know, features, you know, why are we dividing ourselves? That wasn't God's initial creation. Why are we dividing ourselves and putting ourselves in these groups or categories that separate ourselves from each other. You know, that's, that's what really, uh, what religion does. But when you just follow God and just build that intimate relationship with him, when you just do your, um, you know, do it that way, 
I just personally, this is all my personal, personal, um, personal thoughts, but I just feel like, um, you know, when I just submitted my life to God and just focused on that, like God, me and you could be best friends. I could read my Bible. I'm going to go to church and praise your name, but I'm not going to, you know, claim, oh, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. No, I'm your child. I'm me, myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to, I don't want to um, agree and enter into labels because labels do nothing but exclude and exclude us from everyone else. And that's not, it's not that we are all one. So, um, God has really just changed my life in a great, great, great way. I feel the best I've ever felt. I feel the most free I've ever felt. I feel the most joy I've ever felt. I know the power that's within me. I I now go into things proudly and, and confidently knowing that God's got me and doors have been opening left and right. Favor has been shown upon me left and right. I've just been decreeing and declaring, prophesizing, and it's been happening, aka, or you, however y'all want to put it, manifesting, law of attraction, all that stuff. You have authority to get whatever you want in this lifetime. And God has shown me that. And just as bad as I hated being depressed and anxious and all that stuff, I could have got myself out of that, which I did. You know, it's, it's, it all starts with you. It truly all starts with you. You have to be the one to accept the change and make the change. But God will literally do the rest. And God has changed my life for the better. I don't know who, I don't know where I'd be if it wasn't for him really doing his thing on me this year. Because, um, yeah, I don't know. But um, yes, moving on. I was babbling. Wow. Um, how do you make time to pray? I'm always on my feet working and I feel like whenever I do pray, my prayers aren't long enough. <laughs> you, you, uh, I had the same um, problem, not with, with the, with the part where you said your prayers weren't long enough. Um, I had that same exact problem. And the thing is, it's not even a problem. I used to think this and see your, your prayer. You just say, Hey God, I love you. Gotta go. That's a prayer. And that's enough. God doesn't, that's the thing. We have to step out of religion where people think, oh, you got to pray a certain length of time and you have to pray a certain way. No, God says, come as you are. So, you know, if you're busy, it's, you can always talk to God wherever you are because it's just a conversation. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a certain uh, amount of length. You know, the enemy is going to try to do that to make you feel like you're not praying long enough to make you feel bad or like you have to do more. You have to keep seeking him more. You're not putting enough effort, you know? And when I realized that, when I literally realized what I just said right now to you, when I realized that a couple, like, anyways, when I finally realized that in my life, my prayer life actually got better because I, I knew that, okay, I don't, it doesn't need to be a time frame. It doesn't need to be a certain re- time requirement into how long I need to pray to him. There's no certain way I need to pray to him. There's no certain like, rules and how I need to enter into his presence. All I had to do was say, God, I invite you into this presence. I invite you into this place. Boom. He's right there. You've now given him the invitation to now come through and do his thing. Cause God is always there, but sometimes he's a gentleman. He's not going to come through and do his thing unless you give him a say so. You know what I'm saying? He can't just intervene. Like, eh, you know, um, but there's no such thing as a short prayer. I mean, a long, well, yeah, too short of a prayer. You just, you reached out to God. You are talking to him. You're spending time with him. You're confiding in him. So no amount of time can really distinguish 
any of um distinguish your love for him you know what i mean so don't ever feel like you need to pray a certain like you're not praying long enough i'm pretty sure you're doing just fine when it comes to you're always on your feet and you're always you know you, you busy i get that god be busy too he be busy keeping up with you and he's omnipresent so don't ever think like you're too busy you can even sit in your head on your way to work on wherever you're going in the car speak out loud he's there he's with you everywhere you go so even if you say thank you god for everything four or five times each hour i'm just throwing something randomly throwing something out there that's enough that's cool god that god heard that god's got that you know so don't feel like you are not praying long enough and don't feel like you there's like no certain way there's not enough time for you to pray to him that you're too busy and don't feel bad about being busy you know like i said you can pray any and everywhere so don't feel bad that you know you can't pray as much as you'd probably want to but understand that it's okay it's cool god hears it all and you know just make that time for yourself as it never hurts to make time for yourself set time out to connect with god and people gonna understand it if you gotta wake up early so be it if you got to go to sleep a little bit later, so be it. It depends on how deep you want to go and how bad do you want to talk to him. I hope that helped you. Um, another question. I took your advice from last week about letting go and I let go of some people in my life who are keeping me stagnant. It hurts. It hurts so much a little bit and I feel lonely sometimes. Any words of advice or words of encouragement? Um, first and foremost, I really want to thank you for... First and foremost, tuning in, all my listeners who are listening right now, thank you for tuning in. But you, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for deciding that some things needed to be let go. Some people needed to be let go. And I just, first and foremost, I just want to thank you because that's still, this means a lot to me. Um, When it comes to moving on from letting go, and you know, sis, I feel you, man. It hurts. It, It does hurt. It does hurt, but I promise you, your future self, the person that you're trying to become, they're going to thank you. They're going to thank you a thousand and a thousand times. And um, you're never lonely. You're never really alone. I know that sometimes, you know, if you're just physically by yourself in a room, well, we have to remember that God is omnipresent. So yes, you may not, you know, be out hanging out or, you know, out out spending time with your friends or anything like that but you know everything happens for a reason and God's called us to seasons so you might be in the season of singleness I can't say for sure that's something that you have to you know talk it up with God about chat it up with God and see what you know and he'll reveal to you um but um singleness you know this is the best time you said these people are keeping you stagnant so it's like would you rather remain stagnant just to be, you know, entertained socially, or would you rather be lonely temporarily um, so you could be the best person that you're trying to become, so you could protect the person that you're trying to become? Um, I believe that God is really just calling you to, I, I, I can't, I, I, you know, talk it up with him, but he could be calling you into a season of singleness. And the thing is, all these, this it's just temporary, this this little quote-unquote lonely uh, feeling that you're feeling. First of all, the enemy's going to try to make you feel like you're lonely and that nobody cares and all this and that, you know, you're by yourself and all this. He's going to try to come in and make you feel like you're literally alone, but know that you're not and know that it's all for a purpose. And God will literally handpick you some friends who are equally lo- yoked with you, aka are, they compliment you. They don't compromise you. They are you connect with them in a way that like never before god will do just that 
I met some of my bestest friends in the whole wide world. And I, if y'all know me, y'all know that I, I don't do, I don't call people my best friends. I experienced some shady things going, growing up with best quote unquote best friends. I've been backstabbed before and it just kind of turned me off away from getting close to people. Cause I'm like, people are just weird. People love to like switch up and backstab and do all this and lie on your name. So I was kind of like, eh, no. And I realized that I was still holding on to that hurt. Even though I said I was over it, which is cool, but I was still holding on to that hurt because now years later, I'm still not, I'm still afraid to get close to people in a sense or call, I'm really picky with the word friend, you know, which I should be, but you know, I'm afraid to get close to people and I'm like, eh, you know, or stuff like that. That's still me holding on to the hurt because I needed to let that go. I needed to let that pain or void or thought go so I can, you know, establish some really amazing friendships. And I did that. God literally handpicked me some, I let God, and I realized this too. It may hurt, but I realized too that all my life I used to usually pick my friends. You know, oh, you're cool. You're pretty. Okay, you're be my friend. Be my friend. Be my friend. <laughs> or okay, let's be friends. And, you know, I just feel like the friend, God, when you can pick your friends and God can pick your friends too. And God is going to send you some people in your life. Trust and believe. He's going to handpick you some friends that he picked, not you. And I believe when the friends that God picked for you will always surpass the friends that you picked for yourself sometimes. And I realized that sometimes since I was always picking my friends, that's why I kind of got hurt because God was like, well, I never really told you to, you know, be her friend. You kind of like did that on your own. You, you do your own thing. I can't like stop you. So, you know, I'm gonna let it, you know, ordain and manifest, but you know, Hey, you know, you don't cry hurting when that person was never even meant to be your friend in the begin in the beginning to begin with. You know, when I realized that I was like, wow, I probably would have saved myself so much pain, so much time and energy. If I would have just said, God, I'm at this school. I don't know who is who these people may be pretty looking in the face, but I don't know what they really got going on. So I'm gonna let you pick me out some friends and let it be like that. And God could have just did, did like that, but I took the, a different route and it's okay. Cause I'm here now, but God has literally given me the bestest of the bestest friends. Um, shout out to, um, Kevy, shout out to, well, Kevy's always been my friend this year. I mean, before that shout out to my, uh, <laughs> Shout out to Jay, Jay Calhoun, aka Next Level New Breed. Y'all go check out his podcast because he's really doing some things. When I tell y'all, God has really handpicked that um that friendship out for me in my life. I really, I really, 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 really love you, Jay. And then my friend Daryl. Man, I just I just love y'all, man. This is a quick shout out to y'all, real quick. Quick shout out. But like I was saying. God is going to pick you out some friends. You feeling lonely, even though you're not lonely, just know it's a temporary feeling. And this is probably the time when God is saying, okay, come near me, come close to me. Spend this time that you would have been out with your friends, talking to me, confiding in me. Let's connect. Let's grow deeper so I can take you to a deeper level. So I can take you places that you've never thought you'd go before. So I can prepare you for the friendships that are about to come and manifest into your life. Um, I hope that helped you. Okay, another question. This is the last question so far, y'all. I'm about to go back home to the shy, y'all. My flight is tomorrow. I just want to share that real quick because, hey, Texas was cool and all, but, hey, hey, I'm back home. I'm going to give me some Portillo's, some Harold's. Oh, I'm going to eat so 
good. Okay, I'm getting off topic. That's how y'all know. Like, I'm really hungry. Y'all know I'm really hungry. I'm ready to eat some good food. Because Houston, y'all got a little something, but it ain't all that. It ain't all that. Okay, last question. Um, me and my boyfriend don't pray together. Is that a bad thing? Um, I don't want to say it's a good or bad thing. You know, I'm not, you know, I don't make up the rules here. I'm just a, just a human being living, letting God guide me throughout my life. <laughs> but I'm playing too much, y'all. Oh, my goodness. Okay, you and your boyfriend don't pray together, okay? Um, I personally believe that a relationship should have God as the foundation because when you guys are both rooted in the word, when you guys are both, both have a connection with God and then you place your foundation on him, it leaves no room for the enemy to, you know, slip in and cause up some mess. It, um, brings you guys closer and it just really makes the relationship. I can't even put into words how having relationships with God as the foundation, um, really help it. And not even just with relationships as in like uh, romantic relationships. I mean, friendships as well. All that. When you, you know, when you said God is your foundation, like say this is your boyfriend. So what if you're going through something and you know, you want to confide in your boyfriend and God, if, if God, well, actually, I don't know. You said I'm taking this to a whole different level. Y'all said you don't pray together. You didn't say y'all don't no well okay okay no I, I, no um what i was saying was making sense uh because i thought i wasn't answering your question necessarily i thought i was getting off topic with it but no it, it is it makes sense i said um y'all if okay say if you were in a situation you confided in your boyfriend and you needed some advice or you just need it there if if y'all don't pray together you know he can't be used as a god in that moment to help you what if god wanted to deliver a message to you through him to help you with that situation that you're going through you know what I'm saying? You both should be able to comfortably talk to God together and let God into your presence. I don't know if y'all pray individually on your own. And I feel like if y'all don't, I don't know necessarily if y'all don't pray together means that y'all talk about God together, but you guys just physically don't pray together. I don't know. The question wasn't fully, fully elaborated on, but if it is, if I believe obviously from, I'm guessing from your question that you guys are both believers. So um, obviously both of y'all believe in him and you guys are just not praying together. It, that could be, a, that's a quick, easy fix. It's a quick, easy fix. It's not a bad thing necessarily, but to me, I just feel like if you really want this relationship to come into fruition in a positive way, to bear good fruit, to do these amazing things, to, you know, and, you know, marriage too, Marriage too, you know, if that's the long-term goal, you're going to need to have, you're going to be need, uh, need to be able to pray together because huh, marriage is, you know, it's, it's more than just the pictures, the wedding and, you know, um, what else people do in the ring. It's more than just that. So it's not, it's not a bad thing. I'm, I don't want to say, oh, that's a bad thing. You guys don't pray. It's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just a thing. We don't need to, um, put any, um, any titles to it or negative connotations with anything. If you obviously you're asking if it's a bad thing, meaning that you're kind of questioning it and you kind of like, eh, maybe we should. So that's already a step there. You know, pray, pray together, come into his presence. It might be awkward at first because I kind of dealt with that too. Um, but it, it's okay. It's okay. It's going to get easier over time and over time and over time. And if you guys are in this relationship where God is the foundation, then you guys, you guys should be both striving to seek him each and every day together. 
Um, but it's not necessarily a good or bad thing. It's just a thing, okay? That A thing that can be fixed, not necessarily if it's broke or bad, or a thing that can remain the same. It's up to y'all. Free will, okay? Okay? Ah, guys, I am done answering these questions for today's podcast. I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really goofy. I feel really free. This is the most freest I've ever felt. I'm still has still have some work to do. I guess still got some work to do, but I definitely do feel free. I feel I feel okay. I feel I used to like be such a goofy person and I feel like I used to get in trouble well I don't feel like I used to get in trouble about that like all the time growing up. And I think that kind of like subconsciously turned my brain into thinking, okay, don't be goofy, don't be goofy. Take it take everything serious. Take everything serious. Don't be goofy, don't be goofy. And it kind of like and I realized that a couple months ago, like I'm not as goofy as I used to be. I'm so like, I'm not serious, serious. Like I, come on now. I, you know, but I used to be goofier. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm just having fun. I'm having fun recording this podcast. I'm having fun being myself. I'm having fun living my life the way that I choose to live my life. I'm having fun walking in my purpose. I'm having fun on my journey that I call life. I'm having fun. I'm having a ball. Okay? And you should too. You deserve to be having fun on your walk with life. God never gave you life just so you could be sad and miserable. That is the lies that the enemy wants y'all to believe. God never God wants to give us a, the best life, the most fun life. You know, sometimes when I'm laughing, I'm goofing, I hear in my ear, why are you, you know, calm down, like tone it down. You're a little goofy. You know, you know like what are people going to think of you? I know those thoughts aren't from God because I know God created me like this. So it's the enemy trying to like tear me down like, yo, chill. And I'm going to tell the enemy, no, I'm not going to chill, period. <laughs> I'm not going to chill. I'm going to keep continue continuously be who I am. I'm going to act the way I am. I'm not going to sugarcoat or act differently because I'm in the presence of someone else. I'm going to be Jasmine Charlie until I die, until I'm six feet under. And I'm proud about that. Point blank, period. So... With that being said, I want you guys to feel the same way too. I want you guys to understand that you, there's the person you are, you, you only get one shot at this life. There's only going to be one you out here in the world. So you got to live it out to the fullest. There's no, there's, there's no remake. There's no, there's not going to be someone else who's going to be another you. You understand? So you got to be you to the best possible way or whatever that you can be. Point blank, period. All right. I hope you guys have a lovely week. Um, shout out to all the college students who finished finals or if you're still going to do some finals, finish strong. You got this. It's winter break. Let's get this relaxation going. Let's do all this and that. Make sure to follow me on the Babbling with Jazz Instagram, Twitter and the Facebook. A lot of stuff is coming since I'm going back home. Um, I'm really excited to be back home, to go back home. And um, yeah, I got a flight to catch y'all. So I don't know why I'm still babbling right now, but I love you guys. I just want to say that. I love you guys. Have a great day.